Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded, <gasps> big breath, in our car. And here we are. We are traveling down a minuscule little road in northern Missouri. I mean, this one's a tiny little road. It's actually a state highway, but it's <laughs> not a big one. So what are we here to talk about today, Salty? Just not very big state highway? That's probably not it. Oh. It's December. It's December. It's cold out. Everything is done for the year. It's cold. There's no such thing as like gardens anymore. Or I think I'll go home and have a salad of lettuce from my garden. <laughs> uh oh. Do you mean we're going to talk about winter gardening ish? Fall, fall gardening. Late fall gardening. We're, yeah. in, we're in the Midwest. There is no, unless you're like in a full on greenhouse situation, there is no winter gardening here. It gets actually cold here in the winter. Yeah, and I didn't well, even. Well, not Florida cold, actually cold. <laughs> I didn't even get as ambitious as I could have and make uh, glass enclosures, glass boxes, or something for it. I just put in a standard fall garden. And frankly, I haven't. I had a lot of success with fall gardens in the past, so I've been trying some different things. This year, I got some crops to actually work. So, that's what it's about. The thing is, everybody's used to putting in gardens in the spring. Maybe you put some stuff in in the summer as the earliest stuff comes out. That's all good stuff. But most of that runs out about the end of August. Except for the tomatoes. Yeah. We have uh, tomatoes. Uh, The latest I've ever had tomatoes was I had, had the last ones on Thanksgiving one year. And I lasted till mid-November this year, which was pretty good. Now, do keep in mind we are in Zone Five Six area. Yeah, we're right there on the Five B. Yeah, that's about where we are. So, your zone, wherever you are, your zones may vary. I know people in Florida garden all year round. Some do. <clears throat> people in Arizona, well, they, they, they have a lot of garden in the winter when they can <laughs> possibly get enough rain to do it. No, uh, <laughs> oh, they just water water their sand. Yeah, that's about I right. say that I say Arizona, but Flagstaff's one of the snowiest places in America. So you know, it's depends on the elevation you're at in Arizona. If you don't know what we mean by zones, you can uh, Google that one or listen to one of our other podcasts where we talk about it. It's basically about the climate where you are. And five B is getting up there pretty pretty northerly, uh, representing really cold winters and somewhat cold springs and falls. Yeah, we are in Missouri, but we're as about as far north as you can be and still be in Missouri. I mean, we're way up on the Iowa border. In fact, if I were to make a left turn here, I would end up in Iowa before very long. Yeah. So when you put in a fall garden, what you're doing is basically extending the growing season so you get more fresh green stuff later in the year. And that'll give you fresh greens, if you're lucky, all the way to December 4th, which is about where we are now. I'm about to eat the last of it, and I let it go as long as I could let it go before I pulled up the last of the garden. I saw the going to have a hard freeze down to 15, and wasn't any lettuce I've got going to survive through that. So I pulled it the night before that. And again, you know, how late you can go is totally dependent on how cold it gets. The sun isn't doing much of anything here now. It's we're pretty we're pretty. Pretty far into the short days of the of the daylight. Yeah, we're, pretty close to the shortest day. We're pretty close to so, the turnaround. We love the turnaround day. We love the turnaround. It's a sign of hope in the midst of cold. 
turnaround day is the shortest day of the year. We call it turnaround day because things start getting better from here on out, at least where the sun is concerned. From days, Once the days start getting longer, warmth will follow eventually. It has to. And then it, when it comes to the uh, summer equinox, we just kind of pretend it That didn't happen, we, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's warm now. It's close enough. It's, yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's, it's a half glass, glass half full thing. <laughs> so the plan is... You can put in the same stuff for a fall garden that you put in for an early spring garden. The same stuff that can survive a little bit of uh, frost in the spring is the stuff you want in your fall garden. So I put in some spinach. I put in a wide mixture of lettuces. I put in, which was not hard because I had a lettuce blend mix. I put in some beets and I put in some uh, snow peas. And I learned some things through that. I've, I've had failures in the past. And mostly when I've had failures, they've been failures to germinate because I got to put mine in at the end of August. And at the end of August in northern Missouri, it tends to be really hot and sunny and humid and dry. And I often get germination failure. So I, I put them in this time, but I had a plan. I had some other plants that had basically finished what they were going to do for producing uh, uh, food. But they were throwing shade on particular regions of the garden. And it was the regions that had some shade from the other plants in August I is where I put in my stuff for fall. So the brand new seedlings wouldn't get totally baked by the heat of the summer sun at the end of August. So I put them in where they had a little shade. I did give them a little water. Uh, basically, we have a dehumidifier that runs like crazy in the house during... Um, late summer when it's so humid here, and it was giving me a good gallon or two, a couple gallons of water a day, and I would just throw that on what I wanted to be the fall garden plants. And that worked. That was enough. So I got some stuff to sprout, not the spinach, because spinach is finicky, and I usually plant it in several different flights in the spring, and I usually get one really good sprout out of the several flights, and the other flights fail, because I just find spinaches. Sometimes it wants to sprout and sometimes not. So I gave it lots of opportunities. Seed is cheap. Spinach didn't go. Bunches of the lettuce did. Uh, the beets did. The peas came up, although it took them a longer time than usual, especially when you're putting peas in in the fall. It helps to soak them overnight before you put them in. So I did that. And I got a lot of stuff to sprout up. And then we got into a serious dry spell, and for a long time, nothing was growing, and I thought I was going to get nothing and like it again. But that wasn't the case. I just kept giving it enough water to keep it going, and then when it started to cool down, stuff started to grow. Okay, it's time for a secret. When she says, get nothing and like it, she doesn't really like it. No, but sometimes you get what you get, and you might as well pretend you like it, because that's what you're getting anyway. So yeah, so that worked. And by the time we got into the part of the year where most everything else in the garden had given up, all the spring and summer plantings were done, except a few coughing and sputtering uh, cherry tomatoes. I'd uh, picked all the, all the peppers and stuff off, and those were looking sad because even a light frost makes them very unhappy. Um, dug up all the taters and stuff. I dug up all the other parts of the garden. This is what I had left. And fresh garlic, because it sprouts a second time. That was about it. So, some things that I learned. Starting it in spots that have a little bit of shade from the other plants. 
and then as the sun gets less intense and the temperatures start to drop, you pull up the other plants that are giving them shade and let them get all the sun they can get. The uh, peas came up, but they take so long to mature that the temperatures have been okay. These peas don't mind getting cold. And although they looked a little cranky after the first couple of frosts, they didn't die and they kept growing. But they grew so slowly, I got almost no crop from them. I still had lots of flowers on them when the hard frost came, but it only gotten a couple puny little snow peas off them. They were worth it because they add nitrogen to the soil every time they grow. And again, seeds are cheap, so it cost me basically nothing to get a little nitrogen added to the soil in their vicinity. Worth doing. But I got very little crop off of them. Uh, the beets did well. They didn't grow big, fat beets this time of year, and I'm sure that's because the soil was so very dry. We had a dry fall. They had trouble growing. But I got greens off them, which is mostly what I grow the beets for anyway. And if I'd have wanted more actual beets, I would have watered them. But frankly, I've got a big enough supply from the earlier in the year. I don't wasn't going to eat any more full-size beets anyway, so I didn't bother to water them. As long as they gave me the greens, they were good. And they did. They didn't mind the light frost. The lettuces didn't mind. I pulled some of those through, uh, through the fall and ate off them a little bit in the fall and then harvested one last big batch of them right before that hard freeze was going to come in. And it's the last of that batch that I'm going to be eating when we get home here. With some tomatoes I dehydrated, when tomatoes were coming in abundantly, and some sprouts because you can grow sprouts any time of year. We'll come back to sprouts in a minute. Yeah, that's, that's about what I got. Uh, I'll run more experiments in the future, but those are some things that I learned. You start them out in the shade of other plants and pull up the other plants as they need more sun. You can get by with just enough water to keep them from dying during a drought in the fall. And if you keep them from dying, they will do surprisingly well when the water starts coming again. But the growth is slow, and since the temperatures have been mild for this time of year, I'm sure the slow growth is because the sun energy is just not enough to do a whole bunch of photosynthesis with. So even the plants that are surviving well are growing very slowly because they don't have enough solar energy. So expect that. Expect them to kind of hang on in late fall if they're hardy, but not actually continue to grow with enthusiasm. Once the days get short and the sun gets angled, you've got most of the growth you're going to get. And after that, it's just leave them in the ground to keep them fresh. Okay, that's what I had. Sprouts. Sprouts. Fresh, green, nutritious stuff all year long. Very, very simple to do. Yeah. So Salty picked up a bunch of new sprouting seed for me this year. And I had a little bit left over from last year, which it turns out is still good. Basic plan with sprouts is you buy the sprouting seeds. I like the grasses like alfalfa and clover. You can also sprout other things like uh, beans and uh, lentils, which are pulses, not really beans. And they give you bigger, more robust sprouts. But I like the uh, little fine guys that grow very fast and are nutritious and soft. And uh, so that's what I mostly grow. You take the uh, seeds you want to sprout. You soak them in water overnight to start the germination process and let them pick up some water and start to split their holes. I use sprouting trays, but you don't have to. The sprouting trays are supports that have very fine little holes, like there's, it's a mesh that is fine enough that the seeds won't drop through the mesh. So I can take those sprouts out, and about once a day I am a friend to sprouts. Or Salty is a friend to sprouts when I'm not there. Take the trays out, 
we lay those uh, seeds out in a single thickness layer on the trays once a day, uh, spray them with water, drain off the excess water, which is why I use trays that have uh, holes in the bottom. There are many other ways of doing it. We just use trays. You want to keep them damp, but not wet. That is the defining character. They don't need sun. In fact, you don't want them in the sun until the very last day. We have one of those, uh, I forget the name of it, it's one of those big black square dehydrators. Excalibur dehydrator. Yeah, we have an Excalibur, really great unit, fantastic dehydrator, uh, that we really don't use much in the winter because, well... I've just finished drying all the fall stuff, and I'm tired, tired, tired of dehydrating stuff right after the garden dies in the fall. So that makes a perfect place for for we just... uh, rearrange the trays a little bit in the dehydrator and stick the sprouts in the dehydrator and close the cover, and there you go. You have a, a dark place for them to grow. Just don't turn the dehydrator on. Yeah, that, and, that would die and they, quickly. they like it. Yeah. And it's someplace that's already taken up space in the kitchen, so, you know, it's not like, it, it's just, it's very convenient. If you, and, of course, when they need, they need the uh, sunlight, you can just set them on top of the dehydrator. When it's time for them to, we have a window right next to the dehydrator, so. Although even a uh, artificial light will be enough to green them up. Yeah, sometimes she sits them on the counter and puts a little, we keep a one light on in the kitchen at all times. and uh, Give that to them. But you basically just keep them moist. If it's the really soft greens like the uh, little grass seeds, it's like three or four days, about four days. And, and one five or six ready? dollar batch of seeds will grow Batch after batch of sprouts. Yeah, you look at that bag of seeds, and it's a bag of grass seed, and it's several dollars, and you're like, really? But then you buy it and start sprouting from it, and five months later, you're still sprouting from the same bag, because you get, I get about a quart of fairly um, tightly packed, well-grown sprouts from less than two tablespoons of seed. So at that rate, the seed lasts quite a while. I honestly don't know in the city where you would get sprouting seeds. I don't know if they sell them at the grocery store or not. I, uh, I some of uh, places that have an, a good um, kind of a hippie-ish groove to them or a good organic section, you can often find sprouting seeds in the organic section. I know. we, we Organics get them, and natural foods. We get ours at our, at our local uh, country store, which... Uh, yeah. They would sell us out alfalfa or, you know, clover seed by the 10-pound bags if we wanted it. We don't. We get the sprouting special stuff because that way we know they haven't put pesticides or anything on it. Or, and it works really well. I yeah. mean, it's a very high germination rate. And stuff. it lasts so very long for a bag that spending a couple bucks for a bag is, is a nothing. If you buy a little pint of sprouts at a grocery store, one, they're fairly fragile and they don't stay fresh very long. And they cost several dollars a pint often. Whereas for the same cost as two pints, you can get a bag of seed that's going to give you quart after quart after quart after quart. With very little work. I mean, it's very super, little. super easy to do. Yeah. If you're uh, sprouting bigger seeds like uh, beans or pulses, it's going to be uh, 10 to 14 days until they're full size. And then the very last day when they're big enough to eat, but they're still pale, you set them out where they can get a little bit of light. And that triggers them to start putting in the chlorophyll. And they start making their lovely antioxidant compounds when they start making the chlorophyll. So you get extraordinarily nutritious little greens. 
and you can use them on salads like uh, and I've even made salads with them entire when I didn't have other greens in the winter because that's what I can grow. Use them on uh, sandwiches where you use lettuce. You put them on tacos. Uh, you can uh, sprinkle them on top of soups and stuff. I even put a little bit on uh, salties, and he's not generally a giant salad eater, but a little bit yeah, of sprouts you, on things. If you have people who are picky, who are not biggie, yeah, and I, I like the occasional salad, but I'm, I'm not much of a salad eater. But you could take these sprouts, and you can drop them into things like pastas, and people won't even notice they're there. You can't really taste them. But it's a way that you could take the picky people who need to be eating some greens, who don't like to eat greens. Well, you can get them to eat greens that way. They get a little fiber. They get a good bunch of minerals for the amount of food they're eating. Uh, Not very calorie dense at all, but they've got a lot of micronutrients in them and they've got good phytonutrients in them. And it's stuff you just don't get from the packaged food. So if if you're putting away... Food stores, and it's, it's a prepping podcast after all, uh, you can easily put away sprouts. Lots uh, of Sprout seeds. seeds. And they're good for at least two years. I haven't really tried them extensively further out than two years because I usually use mine up by then. But I know they're good for a good two years. So they're cheap. They're plentiful. They don't require any kind of special storage, whatever. And... You can grow fresh uh, greens for your family to eat in an emergency situation without even ha- you don't even have to use potable water. You can just use ditch water if you want to. And I would wash them in potable mm. water before I ate them. But you know you can just use puddle water. I mean, as long as it's not like got oil and stuff. In it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd use uh, rainwater off the roof, but I wouldn't yeah, use puddle water because yeah, the organics. You know what in I'm it. saying? Yeah. Uh, and frankly, it's a psychological boost if you're eating, if you've ever made a bunch of meals from your prepped food, Which you notice have. the whole, yeah, we practice that too. You notice the whole canned, dehydrated groove can be a little uninteresting, but adding some fresh sprouts on top really does wonders to make that feel much less deprived for the same food content, basically. It helps one's morale. And it don't does. underestimate the value of morale. Yeah. Morale so, is kind of a big deal. Winter garden to boost your greens into early winter. And then you can uh, sprout for as you can sprout all year long if you want to. Sprout, 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 sprout. Huge, huge fan of sprouts. Even though I don't eat, eat them nearly as much as she does. I put them on some of my stuff. You know, you can use them as lettuce on a burger. Seriously. They work just fine. Okay, sprouts. There we are. There we are. Happy growing. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next podcast.